Welcome to episode 27 of the J-Bunny's Music Hub podcast. I'm your host, J-Bunny. Now you'll notice that we didn't use the typical intro that we've used for most of the other episodes, and that's because today's guest, Greg Telfeon, asked that I include three songs in his show, so I decided to use one of his three songs as the intro. That was the song Matter of Time from his band Perlia's EP, Matter of Time. Uh, I've known Greg for almost 10 years now. We met around 2009 when he was uh, in the band With Daggers Drawn, and uh, you'll hear about that during the interview. I had a great time interviewing Greg. Uh, (laughs) This interview went a little bit longer. It's still not as long as episode two. That was the longest one ever. Uh, But this one went a little long, and uh, we're sort of all over the place at different points, although I'm told, I've been told that uh, people like it when I'm speaking with someone that I have a personal relationship with. They kind of like when when we go all over the place because we're more familiar with each other, and and you definitely get some of that in this episode. Um, And we we talk about all the, the bands, all of Greg's projects that he's been in and stuff he's got going on now. And uh, I enjoy all of it, although he did uh, he did tell me at one point that he thought I didn't like his band, Pralaya. Um, but that's not the case. Um, if that were the case, I, I, I would have uh, probably not included that, that song in this show. But uh, I hope you guys enjoy it, and without further ado, here's Greg. All right, what's up, everybody? It's Jay Bunny. I am here in Mawa, New Jersey, with Greg Telfeon. How's it going today, Greg? fantastic now that you're here oh that's that's great that makes me feel super special so um i first became aware of you around 2009 when uh max illage and joey d'amico of 40 below summer fame joined your band with daggers drawn and i'll ask you more about that in a little while but first i wanted to ask you just the basics Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, first of all how old were you when you first started playing music that's a good question Uh, i think i was 12 okay 12 years old and uh Probably 15 when I first played out. And, okay. You know, out my first show. And now I've known you as a as a drummer primarily. Did that was that what you started on? Or? That's my main instrument. Yeah, I've been, that's my instrument. That's like where I come from. Okay. So it's my favorite thing in the world, besides Callie, my dog here. <laughs> and uh, you said you first played out at 15. Uh, was that with Daggers drawn, or was that another band before Daggers? So, good question. And. This probably is relevant for a lot of bands. Um, with Daggers Drawn was an evolution of one, pretty much one band. You know what I mean? So it started from a band, which we were, I was, when I was playing out when I was 15, 16, 16 17, 17, called Intake. Okay. Intake was a heavy metal band, kind of in the vein of Pantera and Fear Factory. All right. Sepultura. Okay. Um, and we played with El Nino. We okay. played with uh, Alan Roberts' old project, which was called, um, uh, not, it wasn't Life of Agony, but it was, uh, oh my god, come on, you gotta know it. I, don't, I know oh that god. he had a punk band oh my god. Um, that I saw play oh. with Life of Agony once, but I don't remember their name, and I don't know if that's who you're referring to. some good, good, uh... Oh, wait, 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 was he in Stereo Mud? Well, Stereo Mud I played with, too. But they were stuck mojo. Oh, oh, okay. And then there was there was another band that played. Why can't I remember? It's, it will come to me. It was they were good, and uh, yeah. So I played with all these big bands when I was like a little kid, okay. and I became started becoming friends with them. Hence, you know how I met Max Illage at a party, which there was a. So how long have you lived in New Jersey? I've my whole. I mean, my whole life, with the exception of 
when when my, we were pregnant with my first kid, we lived in New York for like we moved to New so York State. Yeah, I mean, we moved to Greenwood Lake, New York, right over the border, and we lived there for a few years. But I, I you know, born and raised in New Jersey. So you know WSOU, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. All, so all the bands in WSOU, like I I I was in with it. The Birch Hill was a good breeding ground for that. Like we're meeting local bands. That was when going to shows was like there was a scene. Yeah, you know. It was like a local scene. Everybody knows each other. Still see that now and then, but like it was really prevalent then. Yeah, yeah. And that's basically, you know, that's I, I just kept playing out and uh, going to shows and uh, meeting these bands and just kind of becoming friends. And then Max Illage. I mean, this might answer future questions, but you can either ask you can ask another question or I can answer that or I can just tell you exactly what happened. But okay, well, yeah, 12, I'll 14 years old. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, and so you said that Party. the band Intake sort of evolved into Daggers? There you go. Intake... There was uh, my best friend of me, Adam Frisella, was originally with Daggers Drawn. The first with Daggers Drawn before Max Illich and Joey Demi. Right, right, right. There was a guy named Jason Finan and Adam Frisella yep. and me and Tom Costello, who was in with Daggers Drawn. You know Tommy? Remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I think he was, the, he was the guy in the band that I, I didn't have, like, I got to know all of you guys except for him. Right, cause, <laughs> yeah, because he's the most quiet. So, you know, he was, I, you know, he was playing in his basement, but he was playing out, you know, yeah. a little bit here and there. But uh, we really, get, when we got him in the band, like, you know, now he was playing out on the regular because we always got shows. Right. But like, yeah, so it was that Trip Vision was before with Daggers Drawn. It was called Trip Vision. Okay. Right. So it was a four piece, and then we got. This is funny. Tom taught Ed. Okay. You know Ed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Ed. He taught Ed how to play bass. In three months, wow. he taught Ed 12 songs, dagger songs, like hard songs. You're talking about playing bass for the first time ever, and this kid learning it in three months, and then Max Illich calling us up and going, hey, man, I heard your older stuff. I'd be interested in recording you, because I gave Max a Trip Vision CD when I saw him at a Mudbox party uh, when we were younger, back out, out in Jackson, New Jersey. Okay. So he he saw the he called us, because he was looking for bands to record, and then we then we started recording with them. That's how I became friends with them. And then okay. that's later on. I'll tell you. All right. Yeah. And then and then I, the, the next question was that Max and Joey joined in '09. But from what I could find when I was doing research today, you guys actually formed uh, from from what I could find on this site, Spirit of Metal. It said you guys formed in 2003. And so the next question was, could you guys, could you tell me about? Because I th- did you look that up on Wikipedia. No, Wikipedia doesn't actually have a a section on with daggers drawn. With daggers drawn, sort of has a section with forty below a summer. section in the forty below summer, right? Yeah. But um, so Sorry. I just sort of googled you guys, and, and a lot of what I found came from this site, Spirit of Metal. Okay. Um, but so I'm fairly certain that I saw you guys at some point in that original era, opening for someone at some point at Starland. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember a whole lot about, and I know that, that when we became closer, um, I had asked you and Ed both um, if you could send me some of the older pre-Max and Joey musics, oh. and I never did get that from I'm you gonna guys. Give it to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it to you. Okay, because I'm, because I don't recall what, like I, I'm sure I must have seen you, but I don't recall what you guys sounded like in that era and stuff, and so I wanted to know what, you know, what could you tell me about that sort of first oh. six or so years of the band? Dude, we, I started the band with my best friend, right? I mean, we became best friends by playing music together, and we were writing some fucking awesome material. So awesome, Max fucking wanted to be part of it and record us. And he worked with my singer, and we recorded six, uh, well, no, what was it called? My Rebirth. Right. Right? Six-song EP, or demo, whatever, EP. And um, before that, we recorded Six Feet Under the Nation. 
which was our first album circa 2006 or 7, 6. And that album got us to open up for bands like 40 Below and then Hatebreed okay. and Terror and uh, God Forbid, Kitty, Drowning Pool. Okay. So we were we were scaling. We had label interests. We were almost signed. So before Max and Joey, we almost made... Like I was going to Roadrunner Records and meeting with a guy named Mike Gitter who signed... Help sign Slipknot, Glassjaw, yeah, yeah, you know, and a slew of other bands that I could go on for. But meeting with that guy, we were almost signed, right then. You know, then I became friends with uh, Christian from El Nino. Okay. Um, he ended up recording us. Yeah, I wanna, but, I'm still trying to get him on this show too. I have had a hard time. You know, he used to live in Jersey. He lives in California. But you, what, you were going to Skype or something? Well, or? no, they they played it. They played Starland. Yeah. It was them and Forty, and yeah. it was like all like early 2000s, yeah. late 90s, like huh. like hard rock band yeah. and so i i tried to set up an interview with them through their their press contact on their facebook mm-hmm. and the guy got back to me he's like well i work for victory records and they're not on our label anymore i don't know who represents them i don't know how to get in touch with them good luck you ever saw you ever just and then i and then well then i i i talked to max and joey it was like you guys are tight with these guys from back in the day you think you could set it up and, no, and, and joey had said well i'll see what i could do and it didn't end up working out. I'm still hoping to do it. I still have in this notebook that I'm holding in my hand that has that has every question I've ever written for this show. I have a whole section <laughs> for El Nino that I haven't used yet because I haven't gotten to sit down with him. I, Will Winton from yeah. from he used to be in uh, Lethal Affection yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. in uh, Thanatonic Desire. Right. He was telling me the best way to get in touch with those guys is to reach out to Dave Chavari. Um, I if he ever responds to you, if you if you think Dave Chavari is going to respond to you over Christian. That's probably not likely. Okay. Okay. Dave's a you know Dave's he's been very successful in his in his craft, right? So he's kind of very very picky on who he talks to you, but mm-hmm. he may be. You never know, right? However, Christian's a very 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 nice guy, down to earth, awesome to work with. Perhaps we should. I don't know, Greg. No, man. That's <laughs> good, bro. Dig more. Dig. You gotta dig, man. <laughs> I'm like I'm digging. I'm gonna put a I put a hole in the bass drum. Oh wow! <laughs> so I got to record with him, but like I played with him when I was 16. Wow! Open for them. Mark Rizzo had the fucking backpack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, actually, it was pre pre backpack. Yeah, yeah. It was right before the backpack. But they got signed right when the record industry, the old model was like the last days of the old model, and they got something called a, a developmental deal. Yeah. I think yeah they did, and they they were one of the only bands that made it through like through that you know. Yeah, I I got, I I got into those guys my my uh, my senior year of high school. Um, it was right when that first when uh, the revolution 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 yeah when that was coming out I, before that their demo though man it was those songs demoed and yeah. plus maybe a couple other that weren't on there but go ahead yeah so awesome. we so me and uh, my friend Kevin had gotten into them Kevin got me into a lot of bands and I think that he actually years later Kevin Err I think he did some photography for you guys or with Daggers Run Kevin Err yeah I think he did he told well, me we he had... did. But well, we had Laura DeSantis Olsen, who you know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know her? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You should interview her. Yeah, I, I would love to. I would love to. She's amazing. Like, she knows everybody. She, they're actually, she took a lot. We keep going off on tangents, but that's fine. I, I'm, I'm told that people love when I have a conversation with someone I know, because this keeps happening. Um, <laughs> Uh, so she, she, uh, when you guys played at, with Daggers played at Dingbats. Yes. And she got a lot of photos of me just, just headbanging my ass off. Yeah. And I've been after her for years to get my hands on those. And she's, every time I, hey, Laura, you find those photos? Yeah. Oh, Jay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. And then, you know, she's busy. It's fine. But I would love to have those pictures just cause I, I, I remember how 
hard I was going at that show, and I would love to see what it looked like. Pre-back injury? Um, that was like pre-back surgery. What actually put your back on your Okay, so I was meeting up with a friend. We were going to go to Philly to see Killswitch Engage and Dragon Force. Fuck yeah. And he lived in like Edison, East Brunswick area, yeah. and I was going to college at William Patterson. Nice. And cool. so I called him up and I said, hey man, I'm on my way. I'm going to take some money out of the ATM and I'd rather do it at the at, like at I was a customer of Valley National Bank at the mm-hmm. time. I said I'd rather do it at a Valley Bank so I don't get hit with the extra fees. Clifton, right? Uh, well, they're they're uh, they're based out of Wayne. They're actually on uh, no, on, but like there's an ATM right in Clifton. Oh well, I was coming you're right. Well, I was coming from William Patterson, so I was just going to go right down the road to like their main branch. Oh, okay. But I said to him, I said like, hey, are there any Valley banks down by you? He said, nah, just I don't know. So just get it done, get it out of the way now, so that we can be on our way. So. I left the I left the college. I went right down the road to the valley. I'm waiting to turn into the bank, and this chick driving her father's Benz just plows into the back of my car at like 50 miles an hour, because I don't know if she was on her phone. I don't know what she was doing. She wasn't paying attention. So that's what she wasn't doing. Total total my car. I called my friend. I was like, so uh, I guess I'm not gonna make it. He's like, why? When I was like, my car just got blasted, dude. Like it's total. There's no way I can drive down to you. Unbelievable. And uh, yeah, so that's what fucked my back. That was. Uh, that was in 2007 was the car accident, and then I didn't have the surgery for a few years later. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it was okay, and then it wasn't, and then I had this office job where I was doing a lot of sitting, and so it's put a lot of pressure yeah. on my back. And Yeah, well, sitting. Yeah. They said, well, your herniated disc is pinching a nerve now. We're going to have to surgically, uh, you know... Cover it, cut it. They, yeah, they, they, they cut out the herniation so that the nerve wasn't pinched anymore. Right. And, you know, I'm better. I can walk again because it had reached a point where I couldn't walk anymore. I have a friend that played a lot of football for Rutgers, and that's what happened to him. Yeah. But he hasn't gotten surgery yet. Or, no, he hasn't. <laughs> he hasn't. All right. So before we went off on, on all this, we were at, talking about the you early... you got to get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about the early days, the, the pre-Max and Joey days of with Daggers Drawn. Yes. Again, I was looking at this site, Spirit of Metal. And it had said, it had listed all of the, and it listed the band is still active, which is not accurate, but it had listed the, the current members and the former members. And in the former member section on that website, it listed Angel Vivaldi as a former member of Daggers. Yes. It, so, so first I want to ask, because uh, I've had some experiences where I found some info, most specifically when I interviewed Orgy, I had found a bunch of information and I asked them about it. And according to Jay Gordon, a bunch of this stuff I found on like Wikipedia and stuff was wrong. So first I want to ask you, is this accurate? Was Angel Vivaldi a member of with Daggerstrong? He was. Okay. He, he was. And uh, uh, how long was he in the band? Um, probably about a year. Okay. Yeah. Right yeah. before Joey and Max. Okay. Yeah. Because I know. Okay. So so did he? So he did he join you guys after he left their band Black Market Hero? Yeah. Okay. Correct. But Adam, my best friend, who started with Daggerstrong, left. So I went on without him, and he was basically the main songwriter forever. Okay. I mean, I used to, Trip Vision, I was writing a lot of guitar, too. So, they got so good, Tommy's so good, that I couldn't even keep up with them. So, basically, they got better, and they were writing together, and Adam left because we didn't get signed. And uh, you know who got signed? Mutiny Within. Yes, yes. So, we that was that was between us, but they got it, and they had, they were younger, they had uh, less responsibilities, and their music's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and love the kid, those, kid love he's, those guys. he's amazing. Sarah Chris. Yeah. Awesome. And he's a great dude. They're all great dudes. 
Um, before Bill Four, that was like Samus days. You know Samus? He's an amazing drummer, guitarist. Okay. Virtuoso. He's fucking musical genius. All those guys. So it's like, you know what I mean? Angel came in after that because Adam left and I didn't have a guitar player. So Angel filled in and would use a seven-string guitar when we're using a six-string guitar, which means he has to hold down the fret. Yeah. And like stretch his fingers all the way to here. <laughs> I'm like, dude, why don't you use a six string? He's like, no, I'm good. I'm like, all right. You are, because he loves the challenge. So it, <clears throat> challenge, he was just challenge. He like loves challenges. So it was cha- more challenging for him, but he did it. And he was awesome. He's great. I mean, it was yeah, awesome I, having him in the band. I just, I just saw him uh, when he came through Dingbats recently, him and Nita Strauss, the Guitar yep. Collective Tour. Yeah. Uh, my friend Dean plays for Anita. Okay. Yeah, I went to that she show. Actually, I actually talked to uh, to Angel. I said, "Hey, man, you would you be interested?" And he said he was interested, but he said that I should reach out to his press people or whatever. So I'm going to go that route. But I would love to have him on the show. Well, you will then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. When I had Max and Joey on, the, I had Max and Joey on the show last year, and actually Joey's been on the show twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I had Not them, Joey. when I had them on initially, they had told me, you know, from from their point of view, joining Daggers and, and their experience in the band. But could you just tell me from from your side, like how how they, you know, how they joined the band and your experience being in the band with them? Sure. I don't know what they said, but that's interesting. Oh, you didn't hear it? <laughs> I, know, I think I, I, I think I did actually. I know Ed. Oh, I did. Oh, I totally did hear. It. I totally heard it. I listened to it on the way to a show, playing a show. Um, so yeah, I asked them to be in the band. <laughs> It's basically it. I said to Max, I called him up, and this is, we've been friends, we were friends since 2006, since he's recorded us, so, like, we had a relationship. I went, go over his house, I see his, I help his mom and his dad move their shit around the house, because they had carpets coming in, so, like, I'm, I'm really close with them, and, but, like, I don't see him every day, but, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. he, you know, he'd call me, be like, I need your help, or, like, you know, hang out, and that's, that was our relationship, and it was awesome, and then I was like, you know. My singer wasn't working out because when Adam left, you know, kind of lost interest because he liked more of what he was writing. Yeah. But to be honest with you, my old singer kind of like, it's not very, the most likable person. Mm. It makes it very hard on to like him. Yeah. But I, you know, we've, we gave it the best we could possibly give it with somebody that's very hard to handle and thinks that, you know, whatever they, their problems are. You got a lot of different things going on when you're in a band. There's yeah. egos, right? Right, right, right. So who knows what's better more than the other person? You don't play my instrument. Actually, I do, but it doesn't matter. That's not the point. It's what's best for the song. So there's a lot of disagreements. And then when Adam left, basically, he kind of, we lost, we didn't really hang out with him that much. And then he kind of lost interest. But then we just need to get him out and we wanted to move on and see what would happen. And I, I thought of Max. And Max would always come on stage and he did a song with my old singer. It's called Rod of Empire. Okay. You, it's online. You could find it. All right. Um, there should be material out there. Um, no, I had a hard time finding. I, I looked this afternoon. Nation. I had a hard time finding anything daggers pre Max and Joey. Yeah, it's Ed's fault. Ed, I think took down everything because there was a quarrel with Ed and my old singer. He is married to his wife, have two kids now. Mm. But you know that was the quarrel probably. Yeah. And uh, I think he might have taken down a lot of old stuff <laughs> just to spite him. But I say no. I say put it back up. Yeah, and yeah. let everybody hear it who wants to hear it whoever cares to yeah, it's yeah. pretty good fucking material but him and him and Jay Jay was my old singer look you Jason yeah they did Rod Empires together and they, he came on stage when we opened up for 40 Below they did together so he was the first lowest hanging fruit and it was like Max Hill was my probably one of my favorite singers right out there right so I called him and he's like like have you ever would you ever consider being in Daggers and he's like yeah why not <laughs> and I'm like really he's like yeah 
He's like, what songs do you have? I'm like, I'm going to send you three. Just, you can, you only have to do one. He did two. And, uh, it was called, um, fuck, uh, fuck. It was a good song. <laughs> My old singer did an older version, diff a different version. Okay. So it's nice to see the, the, the com comparable Max version and Jay's version. Right, right. I like Jay's version better. My old singer, to yeah. be honest with you, but Max's version is just as good in its own way. Yeah, yeah. Just take it, took it to a different way, um, it, it, and it was awesome. So those are the first two songs, and then we're like, okay, would you want to be in the band? I'm like, we need a guitar player because I had to pay Angel. Angel wasn't just in the band; he's smart, very smart. Yeah. There's money, and yeah. I would too. So we paid him. So we can't keep paying somebody. We want somebody to be part of the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like with Daggers Drawn, Angel Valde. Okay. You, know what you mean yeah, you yeah. want to be with Daggers Drawn? Why do you think Mike Portnoy got kicked out of Avenged Sevenfold? Right, right, right. Because yeah, yeah. he go, he said something in the bus, and they stopped it, and they let him out right there, and they fucking left. That's not the way Avenged Sevenfold But we're not Avenged Sevenfold. Right, right, However, right. the analogy yeah, still yeah. applies. Where was I? You were talking about asking Max to join the band. I just asked him. He said, yeah. So that's it. He sent those songs in, and we needed a guitar player. Thank you. I called I call Joey myself. I'm like, would Joey? Because he's like, yeah, I think he would. Call him. But Joey lives in Queens, dude. Like, he used to live in Queens. Yeah. So he would come down, right? And he was going through hard times, man. He didn't, he was, yeah, fucking move. He had to move. He was, uh, jobs were hard for him. And he was making it down. And he's very dedicated. And he's very talented, too. And I love him. He's, like, very close to me. So I, I was lucky to develop that relationship with him. So I'm kind of working backwards here. But yeah. the truth, I called Joey and I go, dude, would you ever want to play for us? He's like, yeah, but I have this, this, and I understood. I'm like, dude, I think we would be a great fit for this yeah. band. And he, I talked him into it. He came down, and that was that was it. We started jamming all the time. And then we wrote these songs. He he got better at guitar. He'll tell you. He probably did tell you. He, Tommy got him better at guitar. Yeah, he, uh, he told me, and I've heard him say, uh, uh, on one time, actually, uh, when 40 played at Dingbats, mm -hmm. you were there, they saw you, they, they, they shouted out, and then they said something about daggers, and oh, would anybody here want to see uh, with daggers around the union? A bunch of people cheered, and Joey's like, man, those songs were hard to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really were. Yeah, he would say that. <laughs> yeah. so he said that in the interview, too. He's like, he's like, because uh, I asked them if there would be any interest in reuniting with uh, daggers at some point, and Joey's like, man, I'd have to sit down and, yeah. and practice nonstop for at least six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't understand it. Yeah, so it's like that—that's—that's that's the thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. We—I asked them to be in the band. They—they they came in and we started playing shows immediately. We booked a God Forbidden Kitty show like March. They got in the band in like January. Wow. So you know, we put a little video together, a trailer, like to promote the show and the music. Right. Right. And that's it. We had a good, we had a good run. And then, two years. And then you guys put out, you guys had originally put out the, the four song sampler and then the full album. And you guys did both of those for free. Uh, what what led to the decision to, to release the album for free? Just to get it, because the truth is, man, it's so hard to penetrate the market if you're not like making yourself accessible to everybody. And the thinking back then was we'll just give it away because we have nothing to lose at this point and it will scale if people start yeah. doing it. So that was that was the the thought process there. Um, and we didn't really care. Yeah. Because we wanted to see what happened. But what happens if you don't care, nobody else cares. Right, right. And that's really what happens. So we never really none of my music, forty except for forty, because forty was signed and they were coming up and like my old music, like I, I was like a Let's say a local legend. Like I was like really close to making it and didn't. Yeah. It, but with a label, that's that's not making it. Making it is making money. 
Right. So the, we weren't doing that. We weren't promoting like you should. So now, compared to there, now I'm like learning how to market. Marketing is like half the battle. You could suck. And if you market yourself right and you just apply yourself the way you apply it to your music, you're going to be very successful. Well, and we, it's hard to do that when you have a full-time job. Right. You're writing music, right? Yeah. That, takes all, that should take up all your time. That really does. What other time do you have to market? So you, you don't have the you now you need to have money to hire people to do it, but you don't know the right people, and the people that you do need to do it through are way too expensive. Yeah. And then people have other priorities and responsibilities. So it's like you know everything kind of has a balance, and that's really hard to do. So giving it away for free at that point was the best option that we had because, but people don't care. That means people don't care. You're you're devaluing your music. Yeah. But if you put a song out, right? Download the song for free when you buy this, or yeah. donate and get this. I always say this, mailing list. Get on a mailing list and I'll give you the song for free. And then, you know, provide you content. That's the difference. So back then it was, here it is, free. Right, it right. didn't really do anything for us. I really dug that record, I gotta say. I what, was... Heart of the Universe? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, we recorded that ourselves. Yeah? Did they tell you that? I mean, I, I, I think I knew that. We recorded the other one too ourselves. Max recorded it. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah, I was actually listening to it today as I was writing the questions. But I really dug that record. And I really thought... Which great like, song? Favorite song, probably Whipping Boy. Nice. Um, so I really think that, like, I love 40 Below Summer, but I really think that I prefer the the Max Joey era of Daggers to 40 Below. And I also kind of think that, like, Max is very insistent that he doesn't want to do any of, like, the old rappier 40 Below stuff. And I know that there was, a, you know, a big part of why they, I would think, I, I don't think they told me this, but... I think a big part of why they brought 40 back was there was this nostalgia for it. But the best way to not have to play certain material, like if, I mean, I know that there was other band members and there might've been other circumstances, you know, in the, with Dagger, but if you don't want to do the rappy material, don't be in the band that has the rappy material. Like if they would have, if it would have stayed Daggers or if they would have done something else, especially since it's just Max and Joey and all new members at this point, like it doesn't have to be 40, but for that, nostalgia and then they can get away with not having to play the stuff they don't want to what song on that record would be a good i think sounds like a good hybrid between 40 and daggers like it's a good meld it's like what do you know what song that would be i don't think that i could answer that but it, it, it's uh I, it sounds like you have an answer i do i know it's track <laughs> nine which is uh hold on heart of the universe because I was, like I said, I was listening to to some of the album today. While it would say, because it's still online, it's still there to download. Because I was listening to it from a computer that didn't have my my hard drive hooked up to it, so I just I was streaming it off of that uh, that uh, website, that uh, Bandcamp, I think. Yeah, Bandcamp. But yeah, I but I love those dudes, and like I said, I love I love what they what they do. But I think that, like I said, they could have avoided like because inevitably at every forty show you get somebody shouting out requesting a song that, that they don't want to play yeah. and they might be able to avoid that if they like i said if they didn't call the band 40 below summer anymore. right you, dark matter yes yes that's like the that's like a 40 kind of below feel to it the baseline so i get what you're saying with the marketing thing because did you hear that you hear that story about that band that that wasn't really even a band that, they they booked the whole fucking tour and everything in europe they had no following they had yeah uh, periphery no, 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 no. Periphery is a real band. No, I know, but they were like, there was a they were a project band, and then they got so big online that when they did play the shows. No, no, no. But I'm telling, there was a band just recently. Okay. Where, where just just by marketing, this guy booked this whole big European tour. He said they had this big fan following. They said all these people okay. were going to be there. Yeah. And then every fucking show, 
was empty. Nobody showed up. Right. And like, so after this happened a few times, like, you know, venues started to catch on and they started canceling the shows because they didn't want to have to pay the, the guarantee for no one showing up. They don't have to pay the staff and yeah, all this stuff. They don't want to but it was this whole thing where this guy marketed this idea that he has this band and he has his fan base and he had, yeah. and, and was able to book this whole European tour based on nothing. I mean, that's granted. You're right. I just think that's very, and so unproductive it, way to go about establishing your name because then nobody's ever going to book you. But if you're going to, Rob, I'm just saying it shows the power of of, of reaching marketing out to of of mar- like like yeah. look at look at like we've got the you know he was able to bullshit himself into booking all these dates in Europe based on just you know on on, on the way he marketed himself. I'm going to agree to disagree in the fact that um, you're focusing your attention on something that's. It's you wouldn't do that to a uh, you, right? I wouldn't yeah. be like, hey, I'm gonna go play a show. You're gonna come and get you all excited, and you're gonna show up. I'm not gonna be there, right? Yeah. So, on the other end, it's not really that impressive. I could do that right now. I could book. I could do the same thing. Why would I do that? Yeah. And if I, if I could waste my time doing that, I'll, that's gonna happen before I even sell out any other show, because nobody's. You know how long it takes to market to get somebody to come to a show. So, Mark, I mean, if you have the ability to do that, I guess. You might as well just put it towards the marketing, the other side of it, instead of the counterproductive side, which would be right. That. Right. Getting back to 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 you and and with daggers drawn. After Max and Joey left, you, Ed, and Tommy put out a statement that you were looking for a new singer, but it doesn't look like that ever happened. I was just wondering if there was any chance of you guys either, you know, reforming daggers with a new singer or reforming a band, the the the, the three of you, um, or if that's sort of off the table at this point. Um, it's, it's always, like, open to being on the table, but it's never going to be on the table. Okay. Yeah. I mean, not that we don't do, not that we, I still see those guys, I hang out with them, they're like, some of my closest friends ever still. We don't hang out every day, though. Right. I hardly see them. But, that has nothing to do with playing together. It's a matter of everybody kind of moves on with their life. Right, right. And it, it dies. And, and that's sad. I hope to see, like, I know Tommy... And he's always been doing. He's writing music right now. He's, he'll be at home and he'll he'll be writing music, but you'll never hear it. Right. When are you gonna hear it? I want to hear it. And I was the one to get that out of him. That's what I was glad I was able to do for him. And he was able to make me better right. because he's so good. And Ed got fucking great. And we have all gained something from it. But at the end of the day, those guys are never gonna want to get back together. We considered it for maybe like ten minutes, I think, <laughs> once, like the old group. But we we can't have Jay back because of blah blah blah. It's not gonna be yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're like, why would who would come? You. <laughs> I would. And that's, that's great. Right. And then hopefully you put this out and people are like, oh, them? Let me go check them out. They have cool music. And then we get some downloads and, you know, it, it spreads the consciousness of what I've done and I didn't die in vain. Right, but right. I was never doing it in vain on purpose. I've never done music to just, you know, get girls and, like, be cool. It's because I love writing music. Okay. Straight up. And so I'm always going to do that. And I'm going to try to push it because I was the one pushing my other projects. So, fuck, dude. Yeah. You know? Just do it. Just do what you want to do. It doesn't have to be music either. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you really can. Like, yeah. if you like Legos and you want to fucking build them, do it. Yeah. Build the best, most awesomest leg castle or whatever it's going to be. Even if you don't think it's good, at least you're doing something productive and you're not sitting on your fucking phone going like this. That's the other thing with marketing. You're going marketing and you're like, I just want to write, man. But if you... Apply the approach of the, the the way you make music to the way you market it, and I'll go. I can't, I'm not going to get granular and bore you, but you have to put out different pieces. So here's a song, right? Here's a song. How many different things did you do to make that song? 
That's what you put out. Okay, I did this to make this part. I did this, and you put it up. And you let people inside, right? Right, right. But to create that content, you have to put the time. And that's the thing that that's so hard to grasp. It's like, I actually have to document what I do, edit it. And then it's just a piece of everything. People don't have the the patience to be able to do that because you have to work all day and all that shit. But that's an excuse. Right. Right? So, like... God, I wish I would do a Daggers reunion. I'd do it, and it would be awesome, and I would just enjoy it, just for, to play for you. That's all. I'd be fine with that. Okay. Because that's what I love doing. I love yeah. playing music, and if you like it, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna actually get off more from you liking it than a whole crowd of people because it's your experience. Okay. I want it to be more people's experience, but um, you know, I really don't care. Yeah. Those guys would care. So it's more about I need a crowd of people. Right? Yeah. I need a bus. I don't want a bus. It's like, okay, dude, calm down. It's good that you're <laughs> thinking about that, but we're, we're going to get a fucking unicycle for now. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what we're going to get. So all those things matter to people when you're in a band, and if you never got it, they just kind of give up, and they don't care anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, God. Oh, God. Sorry, Craig. I missed them. <laughs> I missed them. Oh. So after uh, after Max and Joey left Daggers, they went back to Forty Below. Nobody left. I kind of broke it up myself. Okay. Well, yeah. however that happened, they they went back to they went back to Forty they, Below. They did what they they went back to doing what they do. Best. And they did they they recorded that first new album as a as a three piece. And I know that Joey recorded the drums. And Max had said to me at one point, yeah, that they were going to ask you oh, to oh, be their drummer. That is a, that is a story. You know what? And I was gonna and I was gonna ask you if they ever actually approached you about that and what happened there because. When I finally saw them when they were playing live, I wasn't you, there. you weren't there. That's right. And I'll tell you why. Because I wasn't good enough. Okay. Apparently, for that. And it was the song, like, uh, what is it, Vengeance? My Name is Vengeance? Yeah. Wrote, that's a Dagger song. Oh, okay. Yeah, but Joey wrote the bridge. I could definitely play for them now. That's <laughs> easy. But you know what it was? I honestly, um, I was it almost, I was pretty much in the band, right? Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> Jordan had got, you know, uh, it, it, it's really, this is crazy, but I, I never remember. Everything was fine. We jammed a bunch of times, like probably a handful of times, maybe a little less, but everything was fine. I knew the songs. Everything was great. And like, dude, you're doing great. And then when my girlfriend came along, my ex-girlfriend, I brought her to practice because I wanted her and Mabel, which is Joey's girlfriend, to hang out because she would have somebody to hang out with. Right. And Jordan's dynamic completely changed that day. Huh. And he started like I was like, can we just take it from this this part here? Because Max wasn't singing, yeah. and it would just be us. So I, the vocals help you. It's a template. Yeah, it, it allows you to know where everything is. That's how I know it. So we were playing sideshow, and everything was fine. And then like I just stopped. I'm like, can we do it from here? And and he's like, and he's like, oh man, like so like they were like, get, he got fat. he gave me. I had a panic attack. First panic attack I ever had, dude. I'm a really good drummer. I'm not trying to say I'm the best drummer, but that's what I do the right. best. And. To get to that level right there and play with pros, I was always playing with the best guys. Like they, they make you better, you know. But like, and to chop them down, chop me down like that, where they were actually fine with it. Like I know Joey would be like, "Well, this wasn't good," because somebody else would say. It. But the first thing he would say would be, "Great job!" And then I hear over the intercom, "This goes into later." So I was recording the, uh, what is it, Fire at Zero Gravity? Yeah. Okay, great album. Love that album. So I was recording. I knew all the songs. I was practicing them. I was in. I was in the studio doing them, and then this guy, Steve, uh, fuck, why don't I know anybody's name or anything today? I've been working with, with my ass off. So, um, 
Really good guy. Candiria. Kenny, Kenny Shock. Steve Shock, his brother. You know Kenny Shock from Candiria? I know of Candiria, Candiria but... Amazing band. His brother, Steve, recorded 40. He recorded that album. He, he just recorded it and engineered. Yeah. So right away, that guy was picking on me, like, constantly. And I'm like, dude, why do you keep stopping... And he did this, he went to record with Daggers Drawn before that. So I had the same experience with him again. And the experience was this. I evolved my bass drum notes. I'll, I'll add in stuff as I go and build it. Yeah. And he wanted me to do the same thing over and over and over. And was saying that I was, I was overplaying everything when I actually was playing exactly what the songs were. Yeah. But I added a nipple here instead of hitting it on the snare. Or like I substituted something with that. So... I don't know, man. He made my life difficult. I couldn't record with him then, and I the same experience happened with him after. And when that happened, I also brought my dog to the studio because I thought that would be okay. <laughs> my dog ended up eating part of the sound booth, but uh, that's not here. Max loves dogs. We we yeah, saw a dog guy. I feel like I feel Nougat. like most of most of his yeah most of his Facebook posts are of yeah. his dog. Oh, they're all like that. So yeah so that wasn't good but regardless it was like i was getting picked on and basically steve said to me he's like you're not an organic drummer you drum like a machine and i'm like okay so i i didn't be like fuck you or whatever i took that mm -hmm. and i went back and i just said fuck that i'm gonna go do prolia yeah and just do it the best i can and they're big fans of prolia yeah, yeah. i know you're not because, no, your preference. I know. Dude, I don't like Dragon Force, but they're awesome, right? Yeah, yeah. So it has nothing to do with that. And even, I never I heard one kid say the Deptones suck, right? Aw, she <laughs> My dog is giving you her paw. She's Aww. trying to love you. So uh, <laughs> I was playing, uh, fuck, what did I just say? Dragon Force. You said... Yeah, dra dra Dragon Force, whatever. It doesn't oh, matter. Oh, you said, someone said Deftones suck. Yeah, and I fucking lost my mind. It's like, they don't suck at all maybe his voice is off once in a while when they play live but they definitely don't suck if you don't like them that's one thing don't go around saying they suck because you're in a band this is a musician saying that and it's like dude you're a musician nobody's gonna fucking take you you, you know i don't you know you suck right, right they're awesome so i'm just saying like there's a way to say something so again they they were they love Prolia. like they they're rehearsing right next to us for years, we're yeah, still. In fact, they shouted you out when when I did that first interview with them. We're they... shouting them out the whole time. Yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. about <laughs> them. This is about them. Yeah. So that was actually the the next question uh, was that your next band after after Daggers was Perlia. Perlia was happening while Daggers was, oh, was happening it? Okay. the whole time. I didn't know we that. just never played out, and it's two of my really good friends. One's from Intake, the bass player. Okay. Which I, you know, we've we. Uh, we, uh, he wasn't in the band anymore either for intake, and I moved on. And yeah. then he asked me to come jam with Rick, my guitar player. And I'm like, eh. And I did it with him a couple times with other guitar players. Well, I play with Ricky, dude. I was like, dude, that kid writes some really original, unique stuff that sounds different than the shit. You yeah. know what I mean? I'll bring him to that a little bit, because we have those elements, but yeah. it's just not the same as with Dagger Strong. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, I fell in love with that. So... That that's what I you know that's what I did. I put my focus there. They deserved it after Daggers and after they broke up because I I was put in the back seat all the time. But I told them that I was like, listen, if you want another drummer, get one. But I write a lot of the music, so yeah. that is me. Right, right. You know, without me, it's going to be completely different. Yeah. So they don't want to do that. So they dealt with me being an asshole pretty much. <laughs> so they still think I'm an asshole. I don't think I'm an asshole, but I do have a vision. If I hear something, I like point it out immediately, and I'll I'll tell you like how it's going to go. And you can tell me what you think it's going to be, but if you don't know what it's going to be, 
let me just do it first and then you could do it after. Yeah. But people like to interrupt you during the process. But I had to learn how to scale back too. Yeah. So So what's funny is we were talking before about how there's a mention of daggers in the forty below Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've if you sprinkle. I don't know if you've read that sprinkle. that section, but but it mis- I have a dog named Sprinkles. It, it mistakenly states that after Max and Joey left Daggers, that their remaining members form Perlia, and I find that <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's I, fantastic. I, I, I find that amusing because you know it's just you from from Daggers. Correct. You know, Ed, Ed and Tommy are not there. Correct. <laughs> That's right. I'm so. like that little residue mold at the bottom, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to grow on you. And then you're going to be like, whoa, how, where'd he come from? But it's actually so. still there, like because I, I saw it today when I was doing it. Like, I didn't know that. It still, still says su- that. It's on, a, it's on, a it's on, it's on the 40 Below Summer Wikipedia, nice. the section where it talks about with daggers drawn. And then, it's, and then when it mentions that Max and Joey left with daggers drawn, it said... Uh, with daggers drawn uh, was then disbanded and the remaining members formed Perlia. <laughs> Well, the remaining member attackers. Yeah, the basic thing. So, admittedly, I don't, I don't follow Perlia as closely as I did Daggers, but I've, I've seen you guys a bunch, mm-hmm. you know, mostly at Dingbats. And it's my purgatory, far, bro. <laughs> as far as I can find, you guys released an EP in 2014 called Matter of Time. Yeah. Have you released any other music, or is that all that you have out right now? Oh, my God. Um, that is all we have released. We've been recording a new album for the past four years. Oh, wow. And... That's where we're at. We have the material. We I already recorded five tracks in the studio. I'm done. They have to record. Okay. That's where it's at. But the reason is because we lost all our pre-production. And oh. we had to re-record it again. And then just think people's lives happen. Life gets in the way. Right, but right. you let that happen, right? Yeah. So it's just like it's trying to get everybody on the same page in a world where nobody's on the same page. Because everybody's doing something that they don't really want to do. Yeah. And not doing what they really should be doing and not really pushing themselves to do that on top of what they don't want to do because what you don't want to do is going to pay for what you do want to do. Right, right. And if you don't do it, I mean, I'm not going to, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing because I have full control. So I get to be in charge of my shit. And that means I don't have to ask anybody anything. Right. And that's the way it always should be. But like, I'm completely open to work with you. But if you're not going to, we're not going to show up or we're not going to like do things that we say we're going to do. I said I was going to do the marketing thing forever. I've been talking about it, and it's the one thing I knew I needed to start doing. I'm not saying I'm doing it great, but I'm making a very concerted effort to follow schedules and put something out every day, content. And there's a schedule. if you do that constantly, it incrementally builds. And that's what you got to do. And right. So, so that actually takes me, first of all, I mean, that sort of answers what the next question was, which is, is Perlia on hold while you do the solo yeah. thing? But it kind of just sounds like... That's happening sort every of, week. Sort of stalled. Um, it's it's yeah. So basically, it's not even stalled. Um, my, my singer's traveling like all over the place. He's living his life, and like yeah. you know, he wants to, he wants to do this really bad. It's just a matter of doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm all about doing it and not thinking that it's happening and just thinking it's happening, but doing it, which makes it that much put hold that much more validity. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. You know, people are doing what they need to do. So it's not on hold. We're jamming pretty much every week. We jam usually three times a week. We're oh, okay. practicing. Perlai is very much happening. It's just not shown. It's not right, being right, seen. Right, right. But it's it's happening more. It was hap- We have way more material than I have on my own. Yeah. But I have material that I can write tomorrow because I have things that I've already put in place that make it that much easier. Right. And then you were talking about you know releasing things here and there with your solo thing. I, I saw that you put you put out a it looked like a picture from the studio just yesterday. 
Uh, it was you and Zachy Ali. Yeah, Zachy and Ali. I, he's he's actually been on the show before. He's amazing. With should, uh, with the band The Silencer. Yeah, um, he should be on the show by himself. I I would love to do he's that. He's amazing. I would love to do that. Um, but my question was, what is his involvement with your solo? Is he helping produce or? Good question. It's more. It's deeper than that. It's it's uh, it's us waking up to the fact of what I just said, and I'm going to be reiterating reiterating it a lot because it's the main point I'm going to drive home. And if I don't do it, it's my own fault, but it's the way it needs to be. He's one of those guys that's going to, he's like, we're part of a network, right? Yeah. And he does video production, right? He recorded my, I have a video that I recorded that I'm going to release in a couple of days. Okay. For your thoughts. And I'm going to tell you about this. It's very important. And he records music. And yeah. He's awesome, right? So he knows, he likes my what I do. I like what he does. And we want to see each other succeed. And he's really good at certain things, right? Yeah. And I'm really good at certain things. So what we're doing is we're combining our efforts together to kind of, like, it's what what you see going on. The silencer, you know, that guy does all his own instruments. He sings. like yeah, and He's putting it out and getting people to play. Not only that, on top of that, you're connecting. I have a band called Macaic. They're amazing. And I will introduce you to him. Uh, the guy's name is G. Paul. So he recorded my stuff. Okay, yeah, I saw, I've seen pic- pictures yeah. and stuff you posted with him as well. He's my boy, and he's very talented. He played the lead solo on the, on that song. Okay. But uh, like all these people are, if we work together, we're going to be able to create something where we'll be able to get the content we need at the time we need it without wasting our time and delegating it to the right people. That's who he is in my life. He, but he's more than that. He's, a, he's just like I've known him since. Um, oh my God, what is wrong with me? I can't think of anything. <laughs> Holy shit! What's it been? Darkness fails. Darkness descends. Descends. My darkness fails. That's a new band. You ever heard of them? <laughs> no. Yeah, no, they're not. It might be though. Maybe. But whatever. I've known him since he started playing drums. But before he was playing drums, he was playing guitar. He shreds the guitar. Really? Shreds the guitar. So he's recording his own material right now as well. Okay. So, kid's amazing. And I'm, I'm happy to have him in my life. And I will have a very, we have a very good working relationship. And it, that's the way it's supposed to be. Okay, yeah. Because like I said, I know him from Silencer. And then I think he's also in uh, Ethereus. And they, Ethereus. They, they, awesome. they played with, with uh, that same show. With Angel Vivaldi, Nina Strauss, and then they're going to be playing in Newark next week. Phantotonic Desire is doing their That's Decade right. of Desire show, and they're going to be playing at that as well. That's right. Where? When is that? That is next Saturday. I'm going to see LOA this Saturday, by the way. Yeah, I would love to go. I, I, uh, I'm working. I was not supposed to be working, but you I keep, am. You keep saying yes. What's that? You keep saying yes to working. Yeah, well, I need the money. Well, the money's money. I've got I've got kids, and it's Christmas time, and now's the time we're, to grind. we're still living with my parents, and I don't want to be doing that for long. And we've already been there almost a year, and so uh, when they, I get it, when 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 I ha- when I heard that this guy was going out for surgery, and I said, "Hey, do you need anybody to uh, work to work, pick up those shifts?" And my boss said yes. I was like, "All right, well then." I oh, guess so I, you asked for it? Yeah, I asked for All it because right, yeah. I need the I need the money. All right, so there you go. But um, yeah, Chris, uh, Chris Hamilton had had. Uh, told me that he was going to be going to the LOA show and invited me to go, and I'm just not going to be able to make it. It's I, okay. I wish I could. I haven't seen them ever. Oh, really? Saw, no, no, I saw them in virtual. Long I time saw ago. them. They, they Before played. Minas, they, Mina. they played at QXT's. Yeah. Like last year. Yeah, she was at the show. And I went. I went to that show because uh, Ron, who used to do sound at Dingbats, does the sound at QXT's now. Rob or Ron? Ron. Okay, Rob. Ron, is... Ron. Uh, he goes by the name of Ron Black Fox. 
I think I know him. I've played Dingbats enough yeah, to probably... Yeah, you probably know, you yeah. know. Long black hair, black goatee. Was he in Mother, Mother like a, Teresa? Like Italian-looking dude. Mother Teresa? Might, maybe. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. Ron! Yeah. I know Ron. Okay. Mother Teresa. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What a so. name, huh? <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> the name of his... He's like, yeah, Mother Teresa. Like, okay. Yeah, that's his voice, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got it. You know yeah, what we're talking he's about. Awesome, <laughs> he's a nice dude. But, um, all right, so we already kind of jumped into to the solo project a bit, but can you tell me, in general, tell, tell me about it. Tell me what your, your goal is, what you're trying to do, if you're, if you're uh, as far as if there's a specific style or, or anything. Like, like tell me what yeah. the, the general, the broad strokes about, about this solo project. It's literally me, like, listening to myself and being like, all right, go do that. And like, okay, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start listening to myself instead of like distracting myself all the time. Right, right. And so as soon as I started doing that, started to like, things just started to happen with my, with writing. And then since I can't, I can't play drums to myself, unfortunately, I write on the acoustic. Yeah. Right. And I sing and that's it. So, and then I'm a drummer, right? Yeah. So that allows me to know the composition of a song really well, but without even having to play it because I'm writing the guitar and I'm singing right so I know the placement of everything and the sequence of everything so I don't have to talk to somebody and tell them what to do yeah. but I have to also figure that out so when I go into this so this is what happens I'm like there's a lot of work to be done here and it's going to cost some money yeah but that's okay because the best person you can invest in is yourself and if it's what you want to do and you're not being you know a fucking lazy piece of shit and you're doing it yeah that's, that's all that matters so decide to do that and um, I'm going to tell you the precedence behind it. My dad always wanted me to do my stuff because he really liked my stuff. And, and it's completely different than Daggers or even Perlia. It, you're going to hear heavier stuff. I have heavier stuff. But, like, the stuff you're going to hear is from, like, from, like, just wanting my, like, my voice naturally singing when I'm singing. And, like, mm -hmm. it, like, really meaning something to me. So it's coming, like, right from the innate, which is your higher self, and then tapping into that the most and that's really what's happening and, and i can't i can't explain any more than that and then i'm and that's also the name of the ep <laughs> the name of the ep yeah coming is the innate which is the, you know the point of like connecting and just letting it come to you and actually not being afraid to do it and yeah. like take risks you know i'm gonna take an ad out you know i don't care i'm gonna spend a hundred dollars here i'm gonna put it here because first off you can write it off yeah for, you gotta have a business but that's the other thing i need to do i need to do that but like once i do that it's like that take, doesn't take time. It's easy. However, that's what I decided to do. I decided to take myself seriously. And I go to work every day and I do marketing, right? And I'm in media and, like, I have other things that are part of that. But, like, I'm building things, right? So I got I to gotta make sure I brand myself better, yeah. right? And I'm not even there yet. I'm not even close. But at least I'm doing it. Yeah. And I know I'm going to get better at it because I'm putting, the, I'm putting the effort in and I care. And, um... I'm my own test dummy, so nobody can really get mad at me. So that's the best part. So so recording this, I, I go in, right? And I'm like, I have the guitar part. I record it on my voice memo here, right? And then Jeet Paul loads it up on the uh, Pro Tools, and he puts it in. I do it to a metronome, you know, BPM, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so whatever. And I'm like, play it. And I'm basically tapping, up, tapping it on my steering wheel coming in because that's the only thing I have to yeah. reference it and in my head. So I'm like, what am I going to fucking do? And as a drummer, when you listen to the song, the, the drums don't come until later. And the second song, the drums don't come until three minutes. Maybe a little bit back here, but like the full thing comes yeah. in like two and a half, three minutes in. 
And that means I'm allowing this to do what's best for the song naturally. And like, I'm like, okay, I sit on the drums and I'm like, what am I going to do? Right. It's like, usually you're fucking prepared. Hmm. When you go into the studio, you're spending mucho bucks, right, right? right? I got a good deal. I always get a good deal, but it's still a lot of money regardless. So you got to know what the fuck you're doing. Otherwise you're wasting your time. And a lot of people do that. They think they're just going to fucking wing it in the studio. Be prepared. It's called pre-production for a reason. Right, right. Reason. The only pre-production I could do with my Greg Talfion material, myself, myself, the material I have is to be able to like digest it and like think about what I'm going to do and then go in and then fix. So I'm figuring it out. I'm like, wait. So a couple takes, I'm like, no, nah, I got it. So I knew. And all of a sudden, it just started coming to me. And I just started jamming to it. It's not hard. It's very basic. It's not about that. It's about what's best for what you're writing. So it doesn't matter what you're playing. It's what's best for that. So I could go complicated and go crazy, but why am I going to do that? So I've always played to the best for the song. I'm not trying to overplay anything. And that's what's making everything happen because I, I know how to play with... Like I w You wish as a musician that you could connect with somebody in a way where they're able to play with you without conflict. Right. Because that's chemistry. And that's what I have with Perlotta. I do. But I also don't. And, and that's something you have to keep working on because you're working with, you're married to these guys basically. And you're, you know, you're friends and then all of a sudden you get in the studio and you're like mad at each other, throwing shit at each other. Like me losing my shit and I'm really not trying to, but there's reasons why I do and I'm not going to go into it. Yeah. But with myself, I don't have to do that. I can just internalize and be like, okay, dude, you're going to do this. You can fucking do this. And that's what I did. And every time I went in for a session, I nailed it every single time. So I went in the studio, played to that acoustic track, right? Yeah. And then he took it. He took the takes. I went in the studio. I played the guitar. I started recording the guitar. I'm like, okay, I got to play this cleaner. I took a couple takes, but I I nailed it. And then I started putting leads over it, yeah. right? And then I let Jeet do the solo at the end, but I helped him pick the notes and the, the hooks in it. And could I play that? Yeah, but it probably would have taken me too much time yeah. to learn. So that's not worth it. So my ego's uh, any guy with the ego is going to be like, no, I'm going to learn that and do it. And then waste his time and then ruin the whole session altogether. So to get them... I had him. He's really good. Why not? Yeah. He's fucking awesome. So he played on it, uh, the solo, and then I went in, I played the bass. Actually, the bass was first, but like the bass, I always fucked with my dad was a bass player. Okay. And uh, I became a bass player at some point because you want to know why? My favorite drummer in my town told me to quit. He said, quit. Yeah. And I did because I was a gullible little piece of shit. And I'm like, he's right. I'm never going to be that good. That's how I used to think. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, I'm not. I'm going to be good. And I, I just... I. My higher self kept going, do it, do it, do it, be a singer. You could sing. I know you can. Like, and I'm like, I know I can. And the Max will tell you. Yeah. He, would, he would tell you that if you asked him. But I want to tap into it more. So now I'm doing coaching. Like I'm, I'm doing things in my exercises. And I'm, I'm, I'm always going to have to get better at everything I do. But I'm getting good for what I need to do. Yeah. Right? Because you don't have to have the best voice in the world. But you need to be able to convey in a way where people are like, oh, I like that. Bob Dylan didn't have a good voice. Kurt Cobain, he's like all these scratchy, but he's awesome and everybody's awesome and everybody can sing if right. they actually take the time to do it. Everybody could play guitar if they actually take the time. Some people have it more naturally than others and that is where I take that natural ability to play drums because I just got, here's sticks and I start playing. Yeah. First song I ever played was Breathe by Nirvana. Okay. Fifth grade. I'm on the set. Just got it. Two years in of playing on a pad in, in the book, and my parents wouldn't get me a drum set. They're like, "Nah, we're not gonna do that. We're not get because it's loud and annoying." Yeah, yeah, yeah. My cousin came over on Christmas. He taught me how to do a drum roll. I learned that in one night. I'm a drum teacher as well. Yeah. Okay. It takes my students 
they don't they still don't get it. They've, I've been teaching him for two years. He's still not really good at a drum roll. I learned that shit in the night. And then I, I just kept doing it. My mom got me the book. I learned. And then two years later, my cousin goes, yeah, come over. So he gave me his drum set. And I'm like, and I wasn't awesome. My bass drum pedal was like kind of broken. So I was making the best. Like, <laughs> you like Nirvana? Yeah, 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 right, yeah. So yeah. I get like all those. Yeah. So basically that's it. The rest is, is, is uh, history as they say. But the truth is from that natural ability, I you know took the guitar and I started fucking with it. But I don't know how to read music for guitar. I have no idea. I know how to tune it, right? Yeah. I know the, the notes, but I really don't know the notes. I just play what's coming naturally to me. And those turn you turn those into something unique. There's only so many notes you could do, but if you if you, you have the ability to like fuck with something and make it your own, you just make it your own. Your voice makes it different, right? Right. right and right. then your vision, your perspective of these three notes might be different than fucking Miley Cyrus's vision of these three notes. Right. That's why you hear all these uh, these these things on the internet with medleys. So it's like being a DJ. You can meld one song into the next because they're all in the same key. Right. Right. So you, you do it in your own way, and I'm able to do that naturally and I think that I'm following that and I'm really tapping into it in a way where I'm I need to do it more and I need I know I need to get better and I, I'm just at the beginning of this even though I've been around forever and nobody knows who I am really when it comes down to it nobody knows who I am right and I'm, they have 40 below summer giving me some kind of coattail credibility but they have coattail credibility from a dagger's drawn but not really but we all make ourselves better yeah together we're a collective consciousness right so then you take that and you keep fucking giving these people the edification they deserve and you keep supporting them. Then it becomes kind of like a scene again. Yeah. That's what I'd like to see. So that's what I'm that's what I'm working on. And I'm glad you're to be part of your your uh, interview here, your show. Um, and I hope, you know, I'll take it and push it and I'll put an ad behind it and do what we got to do to scale what we love and passionate about. You're passionate about music and metal and connecting with the people that do it. And I'm sure you're passionate father. You're great great dude you know and you deserve everybody deserves to do what they want to do and they should try to show it and there's nothing wrong with it to yeah. do that and that's what i'm getting over it's like you know i want to go in front of camera and talk like i am right now and like be able to be able to help people personally develop their mind to be able to really tap into what they want to do right and make them make them believe in themselves you can man i mean everybody can and it's like that's the way it should be people are you know people don't like your stuff on facebook I have a side that thinks that. I said something the other day. I'm like, there's going to be haters. I have, a, I have 1,700 friends. I have 334 I likes. I saw that. I saw why? that. Why? Why? I'm not a mathematical genius, but why? Then I have a kid who was my first singer for intake. Second, actually. Awesome. JP Maloney. Um, he goes, you never liked my page. And I was like, you don't have a page. I would like it. <laughs> I support you. You're awesome. You know, it didn't work out. You know, you caused a lot of drama, but you're still good. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, so like, that's a hater. But he likes my page at least. I have my, my own bass player from Palaya that doesn't like my page. Ricky doesn't like my page, but Ricky shared my stuff, so that's not even on the things thing. But you know what I mean? The people closest to me are the ones who don't really give a shit. And it's okay. They shouldn't give a shit. Like, oh my God, I want to praise you and suck your dick. No, I'm not looking for that. I'm just looking for to acknowledge that you should be doing the same thing. So now we're up to the question that I ask everybody that's ever been on the show and ever <laughs> will be on the show. And that is, what are your thoughts on the current state of the music industry, where it seems like a lot of people, a lot of fans, casual fans, whatever, tend to regard music as disposable and would rather either illegally download or just pay a monthly fee to Spotify and not actually buy someone's music? I think that's a good question, and I think I've been answering it throughout the whole interview, and I'm going to compile it into a you know, collage for you, or just like a breakdown. 
if you're not entrepreneurial about really taking your music and monetizing it, which means making it profitable, right? you're never going to ever see any kind of fruit bear. So the, what do they call it? Taking the initiative to do things outside of just writing, it's up to the band, it's up to the musician, it's up to the whatever. And if you can't do that, if you can't be able to do what's going to adapt to an audience that is totally not taking music the, uh, as passionately and feeling passionately and like uh, acknowledging it the way it should be, uh, like appreciate it. And just appreciate it. It's not being appreciated because everybody's desensitized by all this noise that's going on around them. Yeah. So the way to get through that noise is to be in front of the right people as many times as you can without being annoying yeah, and not forcing people. So if you could do that and you're doing that, you will, it will build, it will pay dividends because what you need to do is you need to give something away to receive something back. And if you can do that and you go, here's a song, if, let me tell you something right now, here's where the industry is. Don't ever think a record label is going to do anything for you. They're not going to do, you're going to be in a worse situation by getting a record label. If you get a good booking agency, that's a different story. Now you can play shows and you just have to pay the venue, the fee that you sell your merchandise on. And then you don't have to deal. Ask Angel Vivaldi. He knows how to fucking run a fucking shit. He's, he's the man. He, he's running all the shit. He's hired, he's delegated, he's built, he's scaled. He's parlayed everything into something bigger. And that's the way you got to do it. Look at him because, and there's, there's other bands too. <clears throat> but what I'm seeing is that you got to get through that noise. Everybody's desensitized. They're not appreciating it as much. Make them appreciate it by being in their face without being annoying, promo you know, promoting, giving them content to, to let them in. But getting an email address first off, okay, yeah. is very hard to do. <laughs> it's one of the things like pissing in the wind. You go to a show, you go to Chicago to play a couple shows, and you get nobody's email address. How are you ever going to go back to Chicago and anybody remember you from that? Build relationships. How do I know you, Jason? From when you were in Daggers. Exactly. Do that with as many people as you can that aren't going to be annoying and like impede on your life. Yeah. Right? And that's going to people get people to fucking come back over and over again. So there's the grassroots way, which is me talking to you at a show, right? Yeah. Getting your email address and keeping in contact with you and offering you exclusive content or deals that nobody else is getting that's outside of that, that group of people. That fan engagement. Yeah. But being real friends. Like yeah. you're, you're building relationships. Without people being psychotic, you know right, you right. can't give everybody your time, yeah. but you can appreciate them liking your music and appreciate them supporting you. Yeah. But the guys that are there from the start will always be remembered, and I think it starts with that. Okay. And then, again, you got to market. It's all about that, dude. I'm taking one song, right? Yeah. I have a friend that has a different theory, but it's not true. But he's in electronic music, so it's gonna be a little easier to palatable to understand this. He releases a song, he just throws it out there every week, right? And he's putting up videos, but he's not following the schedule. He's doing his own thing. If he took, he has so much more content than I do. Yeah. Meaning he has 20 songs he fucking did, all right? In three months or wow. four months. And he's really putting his efforts in. It's great. I have two songs that I recorded, and I've been putting out content almost every day, and it's been pieces of that one song. Right. And I still haven't put it. I just did, did a video with Zachy, like right. that you saw. So that isn't even released. That's another side of the content. You know, it shows me playing guitar, shows me singing, shows me doing this. So you got to take one song and not undervalue it by giving it away with no promotion behind it. Yeah. You know what a Hollywood movie does? They build trailers. Yep. So you build trailers to each little thing that you do. Here's a video of me just singing. Or here's a video of me doing all this, right? Yeah. And here's, here's me talking to you. 
Here's me with my doggy. My doggy and me saying, go listen to my fucking music. You got nothing better to do right now. You're sitting in your car. Yeah. Whatever. You know, you're online. Listen. You like rock music? Listen to it. Don't be a dick. Listen to it. Whatever. Do all these different content angles. Because you could show yourself playing the drums in the studio. You could do all these different things with one song. Right. And I'm taking a course from a guy named Chris Greenwood, a.k.a. Manifest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, props to him because the guy knows what he's fucking talking about because he doesn't have a label. He got signed, and then he, he's, he got dropped. And then he took it upon himself to do exactly what I'm talking to you about, and that's what's missing in the industry, the initiative. People are so busy doing other shit, but... He, they're doing the shit that's not mattering to what they really want to do. So, like, I mean, it, it's really, it's more than that, dude. It's more than that. It's like a vision. It's also, like, the ability to tap into something, again, higher than yourself and giving you, giving yourself love and be like, you deserve this, man. Like, you know, you fucking deserve this. Like, why not? Right. You care. You're good at it. You may not be great at it, but you're good at it. And I think I'm great at it, but I hope other people think I'm great. At least I know I'm good enough. Right, right. You know, but I don't. I don't think that. I think that a lot more of myself, and um, that's that's what's really changed me. And that's got that's what other people need to do. Like straight up, Angel Valdi. Yeah. Somebody the closest low hanging fruit that's done that is him. And then he made money, and then he's hiring people to do it. And that's what you got to do, man. You got to delegate because then you get more time to create the content right. that they could put out for you and get the better people. That's how you build shit, man. Creation, creation, creation for creation, right? You want to be part of my business? Here's the fucking anchor. Yeah. Let's build the boat around it to fucking drag it out to sea and fucking get it to where it needs to go. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're doing. And it, as I talk to you, it's like I'm having a, an epiphany, but I've already had the epiphany, but it's like getting, making more sense to me. Right, right. You know what I mean? And then my job, all of a sudden, you know, what happens is my dad died a year ago. I'm sorry. Like you're in third. It's not your fault. And um, out of nowhere, we had no idea. And, you know, when, he didn't have to die for me to do this, but it really woke me up. Yeah. Big time. Because he was, like, always in his head. And, you know, he'd be like, why don't you make it? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do. I'm like, fucking right. I should do it. And, like, you know, my. The thing is, too, you got to understand something. This is my, me in my head. I could be completely wrong, but I think I am a little right on vibes. I'm good on vibes, energy, right? Metaphysics. I feel shit. So. In my band, they don't want me to sing. They don't want me to sing backups. If I, I wanted to be the singer of my Perlia originally, but I'm a drummer, and I'm really good at that with yeah. Perlia, and that's like awesome. And I don't want to. They don't want to jeopardize that. But I could sing for Perlia. I could. I really. I know. I have all the. You know. I. I help a lot with the melodies and everything. But I'm not going to do that because that's not my job in that band. And I'm going to do the drums. But originally, before Al, we got Alex, I was thinking about doing it because, dude, it took like 10 years to find a fucking singer. <laughs> I'm not kidding, dude. 10 years, maybe more, to find a singer for that. And I felt, I was like, we we're, it was just like we we're jamming, you know, and then things get lost. We got Alex. Alex changed everything for us. And then we, you know, we start taking things a lot more seriously, put things into, into movement. Yeah. But what happens is, again, we get older and everybody moves on to their own shit. And then they start blaming each other when they, it's your, it's my own fault. It's my own fault. But again, with my own shit and with what you do, what you do yourself, you can make it yourself. Yeah. You could, you don't need anybody else to wait. For, don't wait for anybody and get out of your own way. I feel like I'm going to be, and I mentioned, I don't know if you saw, I actually posted a, a, a video on the J Bunny's Music Hub Facebook page the other day. Mm -hmm. Because I hadn't put anything out in a while. And I was like, man, people are going to think that, like, I stopped. Right, let, don't. Let me, so I put out a video just saying, hey, you know, I got this interview. And I didn't, 
I never reveal who I'm interviewing before it's done because sometimes stuff gets messed up. Sometimes uh-huh. schedules don't. So I said, I've got a couple things planned. I'm not going to tell you who it is. I'll give you some clues as to who it might be, but I'm not going to tell you who it is, but just this is what's going on. And I had also said in this video that, that you know, sort of like you said, of, of, of getting out of your own way and, 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 and whatnot. A lot of doing this, uh, every episode of this that I've done so far has been dependent on having someone to talk to. And if I can't book an interview, then I can't really have a show. But I, I had had the idea a few months ago, I had seen Apocalyptica. Mm-hmm. They they awesome. they were doing a tour the twentieth anniversary of their first record, which mm-hmm. was the all Metallica covers. Yeah. And I had originally requested an interview for them, and then and then I got told uh, their PR person told me that they weren't available, but we'll we'll get you in anyway. Have it have a ticket to come to the show anyway. And so while I was at that show, I I, I had this idea that you know. Maybe I don't always have to be interviewing bands. I like to interview bands. I love, but but the the basis of the show is talking about music and getting people interested in music that I like, and mm-hmm. I can do that without always having to talk to someone that plays music. I I, I had the idea right. at this apocalyptic. <laughs> yeah, I had this idea at the apocalyptic concert of maybe from time to time having roundtable shows where i just get in touch with a couple of friends that's a great idea and we talk and, and we just have a topic that we talk about I, we we you know i'm not sure i know i could definitely do that with you because i have so much more than just what the music is it's what's behind the music that's making it happen but like i have i'm all into personal development and metaphysics and conspiracies and truth Right. conspiracies are probably more true than everybody else thinks. The conspiracy is really what they think, I think, because nobody's taking the time to look at alternative media or, or, like, what's really going on, like, seeing things for what they are. That could be wrong Yeah. a lot of times, but at least I'm thinking outside of what I've learned in school or on learning things that you shouldn't be... Like, listen, you said can't eight times, and if you just stopped thinking can't and think I could, I'm going to, think now. Yeah. Think I'm doing that right now. No, I'm doing that. I'm gonna do that. I'll do that. Don't think what you can't do. Right. And if you do think that, don't don't let it make you feel like you can't. Because right. when that feeling that you can't, you know what? It's self defeating to yourself, and it builds, and it and then what it becomes is your paradigm. Yeah. Your paradigm is your mindset, and your mindset fucking gets in the way. Your mind gets in the way of your heart. Yeah. So if you could just te- filter your thoughts, that's what your thoughts is about. My stuff, okay? Yeah. And that's just a that's just an introduction to me. To like, here's my little knowledge on how to think without letting stress get to you. Now, I don't have kids like you, but everybody has their own shit. And I have shit. Yeah. Everybody does. Yeah. Right? But it's the way of like being able to not let it get to you and get in the way and be able to take these little obstacles and just keep doing what you're doing. Like every night I come home, I do something now or I always have. Like I don't just, I don't watch Netflix. I don't sit there and like do, I literally pick up the guitar. I'll start playing. I'll do my singing. I'll do something that's going to move me forward in any way, shape, or form to the next day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Immerse yourself in what you love or your idea. Make sure you don't get in your way with because what you say and what you think is what nothing. If you don't pay attention to what you're feeling inside and cultivate it and like feel it in a good way, it's going to not ever happen. It's happened to my dad. His spirit died. Hmm. That's why my mom outlived my dad because her spirit's so strong. My dad kind of like 
kind of got depressed, and that's what happened. You die inside. You're not doing what you love. Got to have some connections, man. Yeah. Build connections with people, and that's any way possible. You can build a connection with music. You can build a connection with connecting about music, about connecting about food, about connecting about fucking craftsmanship and wood and building anything. Everybody who's good at what they do deserve a chance to put it out there. Right. Yeah. And if we could just appreciate that, that's hmm. that's the bigger consciousness so, well, so that's going to be the goal for me going forward starting in 2019 is if i already said in this video if we get midway through a month and i don't have something booked yet i'll put together a, a round table come up with a subject that's we'll so easy grab to some do people. Dude, it's good yeah you like what what's preventing you from not doing that now like that's what i'm thinking yeah so do it and i'll be part of, i'll help you just just put an im together with the people that you want and we'll all i'll, I'll stop i'll get i can get zach I can get, um, I mean, Christian's a, a reach because he's in California, and I haven't talked to him in a bit, but I will reach out to him for you. Okay. I mean, Thank you. He, you know, I was close with him for a number of years. So, I mean, I wasn't his boyfriend. <laughs> just kidding. Perhaps, just kidding? Just kidding? You yeah. were? <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Perhaps we should. Uh, he's fine. He's character. Yeah, well, that was one of, the, one of the things that I wanted to, to ask him about. Was... I hung out on their bus. We played with El Nino. Yeah, yeah. I hung out on their bus, and that was like, the shit is i remember when, when they were signed to that that label that that wasn't around very long cement shoes they put out like one album one ep on that record that was yeah one one out one out on, on that label rather and their the album kept getting delayed and i remember seeing them yep. I, I remember seeing them at starland at one point and like he was wearing like a collared shirt and a tie and he actually said from the stage he's like you know they keep they keep delaying our album He's like, I thought maybe if I dress nice today, maybe they'll put it out for us. <laughs> and so I wanted to ask him about like what the fuck was going on that that album kept getting delayed. What was going on with that label? What, money. Like, what happened there? Money. It was money. <laughs> they they need money to put it out. So they're probably in ties with like moving to victory from that cement shoes. Well, they were Roadrunner. They were Roadrunner and then cement shoes and victory. victory, right? And now and now who knows? I I'm told they're not on. Victory they they probably don't even have. I mean, they don't need one. You know, but, I don't think they do because they're they get shows all the time. Yeah. And so thriving. The only thing I have left to ask you is, is just the, the, the typical typical what's next for you, Greg? Putting the shit out, continuing to put it out, continuing to connect with people, resonate with people, letting them resonate themselves, changing their mindset to pay attention to themselves, and support me in the process so I can help them realize their true potential. That's it. And then I would say I'm finishing my EP. I'm, I'm recording each instrument. So but you're going to see... Do you have a release date for that yet? Um, well, the Fridays, your thoughts is released officially okay. on all mi digital media platforms. Okay. So Spotify and everything like that. Um, Friday today, Friday? No, the or next, next, next week, Friday. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's what I got going on. But who knows? You know, hopefully people you know download it. But regardless... Uh, so yeah, new material. New material. Material. Because first time ever and then playing out getting okay. a band together oh, that and, was and I, I, yeah. I think i skipped over that question yeah. actually i did i'm um, jamming with is, the guy from sun and flesh on uh wednesday next week okay yeah you know who that is that guy's really good i, I feel like i know the name they're good they're awesome but, but yeah that was that was a question that i managed to miss somehow even though it's written down and it's right here yeah. is 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 was this going to be a studio project or do you plan on putting a band together and playing shows this, will, this will be a full-scale band like i mean but it's going to be it's a project right now but it's, so it's, it's, it's going to be similar i guess to we were talking before but zacky and the silencer correct with, with, with the way that charlie does it it's going to be the same way where you're going to make the music and yep. then you'll get the guys to play the shows that's right 
Okay. Exactly. Cool. I'm going to get some good musicians, too. I know the guy who helped me record it's open to it, but it's whether he has the time to do that. So that's the other thing. you got to get the time, people's time, right? Yeah, yeah. But still, that's what's next. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to keep putting out material. I'm not going to be putting out, here's my next album. You're going to, here's a song for a fucking month. You're going to get a lot of content about that song, right? Around yeah. that song. And then I'm going to put the song out officially. And you're going to eat that for a while. And then I'm going to put out little trailers to the next song. And I'm going to... Don't undervalue your material. Yeah. Don't just throw everything out there. That's what I did with Daggers. Doesn't mean it wasn't right. It just didn't, where where to get me. It's like, you know about it, thank God. That's great. I get this out of that, which just makes it all worth it to me. However, it wasn't smart. Mm. You know? Just, you know, get people's email addresses. Let them in your world. And don't get annoyed. And just have that relationship. All right. You know? Just like any other band. Tool Army, fucking God. Seven Dust has fan incubus. They all have it. Like, it's smart. It's a business, man. Yeah. You know, you, it's you're not there to rip people off. Right. It's you're doing what you love to do, and what better way to do, you know, sell something that you love to do? People are more apt to be like, yeah, sure. And I'm not great at it, but I am. I think I'm pretty damn good at it. And like I'm, because there's so much on your plate, and you and you let people get to you. It's so hard not to be swayed and distracted. And it happens. It's, you're only human. But the more I am left alone, like, the, these days, man, like, all I do is I come home and, like, on a Friday, instead of going to a bar, I go and, like, record that video that I just did with Zachy. Yeah. Or, like, I go do something productive. And that's way more fun than fucking, like, going to a bar and just wasting time going, like, yeah, we got to do this, man. Yeah. Now I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, my friends will call me. I have a girlfriend. You know, like, they're we're, everybody's married. So what's the best thing you could do? This shit. Yeah. And then they see it and they're like, oh, you, you weren't watching TV this weekend, you were doing that? It's like, you're productive, whatever it is, you know, you're, you're, you're putting, instead of like going like this, like, even though I have to because of marketing shit, you know what I mean? I'm like, damn it, I shouldn't be doing this, but I really want to do this, oh my God. So yeah. it's, it's that interplay of both. That's where I'm at, so we'll see what happens. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for having me here and being Anytime, on the show. Dude. Anytime, thank you for having me. All right.
And from the album Heart of the Universe, that was with daggers drawn with Whipping Boy. I want to thank Greg for being on the show. For those of you that saw the video I posted to the J Bunny's Music Hub Facebook page last week, um, when I gave hints on who was going to be coming up on the show, Greg was the person who had previous band members on the show, and, and that was Max Illich and Joey D'Amico, who were both featured on their own episode. And Joey also briefly appeared in the Tom McNamara episode. Now that uh, With Daggers Drawn album, as I mentioned to Greg, is still available to download online. If you just look up With Daggers Drawn, I believe it's on their uh, Bandcamp page. Uh, the Prolia stuff is also available on Bandcamp, and it's also available to purchase on Amazon. Don't forget also, guys, to follow J Bunny's Music Hub podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Patreon. Still working on that. I have an idea for that, actually, uh, that I'm going to touch on in a minute. Um, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon. Don't forget that this podcast is a member of the Club Kayfabe Creative Community, and you can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and uh, just look them up, CKCC Online or the Club Kayfabe Creative Community. And don't forget also, guys, the industry embers. Uh, if you believe in supporting music like I do and, and by buying it, uh, then you can follow industry embers on Facebook or Twitter and tweet or post any of your music purchases with the hashtag buy music, B-U-Y, or it's buy music, B-Y-E. Um, so the... Patreon. I had an idea, and I I mentioned this in the in the video, and I also have been kicking it around for a little while in my head, of when there's no episodes booked with guest musicians, that maybe we could have a roundtable show with other music fans to talk about a particular subject or a particular band, and. Uh, how that ties into the Patreon is that I was thinking that perhaps uh, those that contribute to the Patreon could have the first crack at either choosing a subject or being on the show or both. Um, so uh, if you head over to the Patreon and, and contribute um, and shoot me your ideas through the J Bunny's Music Hub Facebook page and uh, we might have do one of your ideas or have some of you on the show. Um, and I'm going to be doing, regardless of, of Patreon contributions or not, um, I'm definitely going to be doing some of these shows, at least with friends and, and maybe past guests on the show. Um, and I'm going to do these anytime <clears throat> in a month that we get halfway through the month and I don't have anything booked for that month yet. I'll book a roundtable show just in order to make sure that there are no months with no show released because uh you know going out of uh the end of 2017 uh and into 2018 there was a gap of like three or four months with no show and then at the tail end of this year there was a gap of like a month month and a half with no show and i, I kind of want to avoid that and so this these will be good to uh, for a change of pace but also to supplement the other shows and like i said make sure that there's always something coming out um now, I plugged all my social media. I kind of 
forgot to fucking plug Greg's stuff, and that's a, that's that's terrible. So we're gonna we're gonna jump real back real quick to that. You can follow Prolia on Facebook at Prolia Band, and you can follow you can follow with Daggers Drawn, although they are not actually together anymore. But give those guys a follow anyway. They were a great fucking band. And then you can also follow Greg Telfeon on Facebook. He's got a like page, and it's just his name, Greg Telfeon, which is spelled G-R-E-G-T-E-L-F-E-I-A-N. Now, Greg is, has, as of today, has officially released his first single for his solo project. Uh, that song is called Your Thoughts, and you can download that through, I, I found it earlier today on Amazon, and we are going to go out today with that song from Greg's solo project. Um, and he, as he mentioned in the interview, uh, with the exception of uh, a solo near the end of the song, all of the vocals, all of the instrumentation on this single is all Greg. Um, and I hope that you enjoy it. I know that I do. And so uh, leaving you guys today with Your Thoughts by Greg Telfeon. Till next time, guys. What's with all this? There's something happening. The proof is true. It's in your attitude. Make way this day to gain the honesty. Within yourself, you'll find the meaning. And we start to Yeah, it's the time
Don't deny